TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Yeah, we do welcome you to the Two Guys and a Mike Show. Thanks for joining us here on a midweek Wednesday hump day, if you will. Big Dog and the Coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock. And 11 o'clock's not that far away. They only give us one hour. So if you're going to uh, get on the phone lines, you want to make some comments, uh, don't wait. Don't wait. Send those comments into our email line or give us a call. Talk to the Coach and the Big Dog. Plenty to talk about. No question about it. Let me throw that email out there real quick. It's Mike. Two guys at AOL.com, M-I-C in the number two. Our phone number, 888-463-6748. If you want to reach my partner, Joel, at home, you can call him at. Thought I was going to give out your home phone number, didn't I, Big Dog? How are well, you, buddy? I, I knew better, Coach. I, I really did. I knew you wouldn't do that for me. Now, you can send out my personal email, which is hotmail at hotmail.com. You Go still right got ahead. that. I thought you yeah. gave that one up. Actually, I, I never got it. I keep on checking to see if, it, if it's available, but it hasn't been available in 10 years now. So I thought when you broke up with the uh, that last female that I thought you had finally given up the Hotmail at Hotmail.com website or uh, email address, but apparently not. Oh, that would be when I started dating somebody. If I was breaking up, that would be the last email that I would <laughs> want to get rid of, Coach. Oh, goodness. Well, you know what they say, breaking up is hard to do, my friend. Well, it's pretty easy. For me, it's actually finding hey, somebody. That's true. You've actually mastered that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Big dog, plenty to talk about. By the way, I'm watching the ESPN uh, Top 10 Highlights, which comes on like a minute and a half before our show. Very distracting, because I should be, as a true professional. Where's the laugh track when you need it? Uh, concentrating on the opening of the show, how to get this thing started. And then I've got the ESPN Top 10 Plays of the Day, which I have not seen, uh, you know, like, Going on a minute and a half, a minute, 30 seconds, 10 seconds before they come out. It's very, very distracting. Always some phenomenal plays. They got the Jim Tomei home run. We'll talk about that. A couple of great defensive plays. I thought today, I thought today in honor of, uh, maybe honor is the wrong word, but the passing of Bobby Thompson, who hit one of the most famous home runs of all time. I thought their number one top 10 play of the day should have been a replay of the Bobby Thompson home run. What do you think? Yeah, I would have no problem with that because normally it is something like that. It's like nine, well, it's actually like eight incredible plays. Mm-hmm. One, like, big play, like, in terms of it wasn't that great, but it was really important. And then, like, a kid, like, children riding pigs. That's typically what the top ten is. Mm-hmm. Like, something that doesn't make any sense and is just kind of funny. So, well, you got to put a little humor into it, too. And I love that the top ten thing is a, the top ten uh, plays of the day outstanding to watch the. Just uh, marvel, marvel sometimes, particularly at the the baseball defensive plays. You think of baseball as an offensive show. You want to see the home runs and stuff, but the defensive highlights are absolutely amazing. There was a catch, Anaheim Angel, right fielder. I'm watching without sound, so I don't even know who it was. Phenomenal yeah. catch. Well, I didn't see it either, but you talk about Bobby Abreu because he's the right fielder. Yeah, when you talk great catches, rarely does the name Bobby Abreu come into it, but uh, possibly. Okay. Possibly. He looked a little bit too thin to be Bobby. Last time I saw Bobby Abreu, he was more of the rotund variety. 
Yeah, but he can still run, Coach. He can. He can, as Ty Cobb would say, he can run pretty well for a fat man. <laughs> Ty Cobb said that, huh? Yes, he said that about Babe Ruth, though. So. Yeah, well, uh, Jim Tomei, uh, not exactly a svelte individual. He didn't need to run all that well in that 10th inning, Big Dog, because he jacked one over the fence. But uh, if you watch the replay, he actually, that's as fast as I've seen Jim Tomei run. He had the adrenaline kicking in in high gear. It was almost like a replay of the, the Bobby Thompson shot heard around the world. But this one was heard at uh, Target Center and many of a uh, fine congressional wards in the city of Chicago. Jim Tomey with the home run to beat the White Sox yesterday. Very depressing. Yeah. What is it about the piranhas in the, in the Chicago White Sox that? I, I mean, if you, if you think about it, they own the Chicago White Sox coach. If it wasn't for. Uh, how badly the White Sox continue to play against the Twins over the last couple of years, they might have two or three more division championships. Seriously. Because the Sox have lost that division by a couple games a few times, and every one of those years they were destroyed by the Twins. And this is another year, and it seems to be happening again. So you just got to just shake your head. They own the Chicago White Sox. And I forget the exact numbers, but I think uh, since 19 or since 2009, close to uh, or even late 2008, I think it was close to the last two years, the winning percentage for the Twins over the White Sox, something like 75%. And what are they? I think they've got eight of the last nine over the White Sox. So um, it's a barrier, whether it's talent. It's coaching, it's psychological, probably the answer is yes a little, yes a little, and yes a little combo of those. Th- whatever it is, the Twins clearly have the White Sox number. Yeah, but as a, a typical White Sox fan would say, well, we won the 2005 World Championship. You know, that's, that's always their comeback. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure, I'm sure it is for that particular one too, Coach. That comeback, sort of like your Hotmail at Hotmail.com website, that comeback is getting very old. Well, yeah, it is. And by the way, after five years, you can no longer talk about world championships anymore and, and t- talk about them like with a puffy chest. Mm-hmm. That is the rule. I just made it up, by the way. How but about if you made it to, on behalf of Chicago Bear fans, does making it to the Super Bowl, does that apply, or do you have to win a championship? Not at all. As the defending conference champion, you can get a little tiny bit puffy chested. Okay. Just a, a, for one year. Mm-hmm. You can say hey, we got to the Super Bowl last year because that, that is a, it's a decent achievement. I don't care what anybody says. This whole year, there's the worst loser. But for one year, you can get public tested. After, after that, absolutely not. So this year, the Bears can't like lean back on four years ago in 2006 and talk about that. Not whatsoever. If you look at Chicago Bear right tackle Frank Omeye, he uh, looks a little puffy chested, which. Is not a particularly good thing, considering he's the starting right tackle going up against some of the best defensive ends in the NFL. I, I'm going to tell you something. I, I ripped Frank Omier last year, and he deservedly mm-hmm. deserved. I mean, he deserved to get ripped. He played all right the other night, Coach. He really did. That might be the offensive line might be one of the most improved areas of this wow. football team this year. Wow. But I do agree with you. I do agree okay. when you talk about the fact they didn't run black well, uh-huh. and they need to run black well if they want to be. Uh, the NFC North champions, and that's something that hopefully they'll get better at. Yeah, we talked about the simple comment, uh, the simple uh, strategy, the simple technique of just pushing the defensive lineman back. Not all that technical. Yeah. And again, like, without yeah. getting into the X's and O's and all the uh, you know line blocking schemes and everything, just when the ball snapped on a running play, drive your guy back, push him back. The last couple of years, all we've seen is our offensive lineman in the Freddie backpedal stein. 
getting getting absolutely pushed. Even our best offensive lineman, Owen Cruz, is not known for blowing people off the ball. No. And if if the Bears are going to get back to that Super Bowl that they were at four years ago, mm-hmm. they're going to have to win in the playoffs. And in order to win in the playoffs, it's usually freezing cold. You're going to have to run the ball. So you're going to have to blow people off the ball, Coach. So, yes, <laughs> I'm with you on that. They need to get money. Rumble. All right, football expert, the big dog, Radwanski here, and uh, the coach, John Cohn, again with you up until 11 o'clock, folks. The uh, story at hand, the uh, White Sox game last night against Minnesota, at least here in the city of Chicago, and even across Major League Baseball, that was one of the bigger games yesterday. We'll talk about some of the other games, the Cubs uh, losing in a pitching duel. A thriller, if you will, from the pitching mound, one to nothing. We got NFL news and notes. I'm watching the ESPN screen here, big dog. And at first, I thought maybe the president's plane had been hijacked. I thought there was like a major, it said, developing story. And they show an airplane up in the air and then landing. I mean, I'm keeping an eye on the screen, trying to ignore your comments as best I can. Then I realized it is not President Obama. It is not a replay of ex Vice President Dick Cheney. Can only hope he gets kidnapped. But it was Brett Favre landing in an airport, security personnel, reporters around, helicopter security. It was unbelievable. It was only Brett Favre. Imagine the disappointment. I'm I'm so I'm I'm so sick of the Brett Favre story. And I, I don't know what it is. I've never been a Viking fan. I think it's because legitimately so many people that I know that are Viking fans are just big pains in the butt. Viking or Vicodin? Maybe it's just a coincidence. You know, it's just but it seems like that and notoriously I will meet a jerk of a person. And I was just turn to the person and be like, are you a Viking fan? They'd be like, yeah, how'd you know? And I'm like, oh, what a surprise. I'm not kidding. I don't know what it is. But it seems like if you're a jerk you t- that runs into me personally, you tend to be a Viking fan. Mm-hmm. If you're a Viking fan or a good guy out there, uh, I'm sorry. I really am. I don't up on you. Well, and any of our fans, you want to comment on the uh, the developing saga of Brett Favre? And quite frankly, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because I think everybody's tired of it. Well, We're looking forward to football, looking forward to the start of the NFL season. We're all psyched here for our Chicago Bears 2010, hopefully 2011 version of the Bears. Uh, we don't want to spend a whole lot of time on Brett Favre, but it's right out there for you. You want to comment on the story, 888-463-6748. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, though, Big Dog. And that is, I agree with you in part A, I'm tired of the story. I disagree with you on part B, that you hate Brett Favre. I've always enjoyed the work of Brett Favre, not only marveling at his uh, ability, but more so his persona, his toughness, the way he had joy playing the game. Kind of not a pretty boy quarterback, but a tough guy quarterback. I love the way he competed. So I've always liked Brett Favre. And what's bothering me is this last two or three years of uh, am I going to retire, am I not, the whole soap opera, is turning me a little negative on a guy that, uh, even though he competed against my bear, I always respected, was one of my favorite non-Chicago Bear players. Uh, well, I can obviously you got to respect Brett Favre. If you don't respect the guy with the most career wins, the most career touchdown passes, you know you, you got to respect a guy like that. But I, I've always thought he was a little bit of a prima donna, and I hated the way he like laughed and giggled as he kicked the Bears' butt year in and year out. So I will never say I like the guy. And that's why I, when I hear Bears fans say it, it bothers me a little bit when I hear you say you like mm-hmm. him. You know, and, and, and lately I think this just goes goes to show that the guy is a prima donna, what he's done the last couple of years. It's an absolute joke. The Minnesota Twins are playing the most important baseball games of the year, and he's trying to steal the headlines up there. Yeah, and, you know, I didn't... There is a little bit of, oh, I have to be the center of attention around him. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me you it think isn't. So. You think, I mean, a guy who's been the center of attention for 15 years, maybe you get addicted to it. 
Or uh-huh. is it, or is it he just doesn't want to go to training camp? And this is his, the ankle injury is the latest excuse for skipping the three weeks of wind sprints and uh, hitting tackling dummies and all the fun well, stuff that with, happens during those uh, training teammates. camps. Get here with your teammates. Hang out with your teammates. Get, uh, get treatment from the, the Minnesota Viking doctors. Why does he have to skip out? I mean, that stuff bothers me, coach. Mm-hmm. I'm all about, being with the team, and you know you're the team leader as a quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. And, you know, as a guy that played linebacker, uh, basically their their whole career, I have a disdain for quarterbacks. Yet I would go back and realize that the quarterback was the team leader of my football team almost every single year. It, that's going to end up hurting the Vikings, and the Vikings will not win again this year because uh, Brett Favre will make some stupid throw in a playoff game and cost them the game, period. So don't forget everybody. Everybody talks about how that was Brett Favre's finest season ever as a professional last year, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. The season ended because he made a stupid bonehead play and threw an interception when that was the last thing he possibly could do in that situation. Mm -hmm. Let's face it, Coach. So you know what, Brett Favre, you'll do it again this year. And that last interception, by the way, in that game you're talking about, Against was only Saints. one of what about five, right? He threw seven last season in the regular season. Well, how, but he, and, but in that game you're talking about, he threw how many? Inter- I mean, it was a brutal game. It wasn't just that one pass. Oh yeah, you're right. He had a, he yeah. had a really bad game against yeah. the Saints last year. But he got. Uh, him. I know he had a fumble. So yeah, he but he got him to the championship. I think a lot of Chicago Bear fans wouldn't mind right now, anyways. Jay Cutler throwing a couple of interceptions and maybe getting edged out in the championship game if Jay Cutler could lead us to the promised land. Of course, if Jay Cutler doesn't, I am uh, the first. I'm the lead driver on the Caleb Haney bandwagon. Do you care to hop on the back seat and take a ride with me? Coach, I'm going to ride the Jay Cutler Express all the way all the way this year. I, I, yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to live and die with the guy. And and to be quite honest with you, I <laughs> I am not willing to just bow <laughs> my hat and say that Getting to the NFC Championship game would be a good season for the Bears this year. I, for some reason, Ooh. I'm telling you, everybody's picking them to be five and eleven, six and ten, and you know, I don't just say stuff because I'm a diehard Bears fan. I mm-hmm. will, I will say they'll be one and one and fifteen, haven't I? I've, I've ripped that team. I like this football team, coach. Mm-hmm. I really do. Well, the two of us over a uh, cup of coffee and a few other uh, liquid refreshments. What was it about three weeks ago when the schedule came out? We went down game by game schedule. We had the Bears going fifth. 15 and 1. And then I think you convinced me that the one other road game they might lose, maybe the Viking game. So uh, we were no, drinking. No, no, no. It won't be the Viking game. Don't ever say that I would say they'd lose the Viking game. <laughs> well, you are on the anti Minnesota thing today. I, aren't I, you? I, Coach, I, I, I want to remind you I don't have any hatred in my heart except for a couple teams the New York Mets and the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Those teams, as far as it's, it's been instilled in me at an early age. No, they're not losing to the Vikings this year. I can't stand the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And that and that chemistry teacher they got that rides that motorcycle and plays the and plays the Viking. I swear, if I ever ran into the street, I might be up for manslaughter. <laughs> Wait a minute, the, the guy who plays the Viking, I had not heard this story. He's actually a chemistry teacher at a high he's, school. He's some type of science teacher that's at a high school, and I got he's a soft-spoken, sweet guy, and I guarantee <laughs> his wife wears the pants in the family. <laughs> Are they Viking pants or regular pants? Though? Uh, yeah, it's those. Yeah, it's those Viking chaps. 
the hairy, you know, the fur caps that are open oh. in the back. I guarantee she's wearing those. That's one of the great, one of the whip. great mascots in all of sports. But if he was to do his first chemistry experiment of the year, he could take. Uh, if you look at his beard, and you get a close up and high def of the the Viking mascot beard, there's things growing in there. I'm not sure when the last time that thing was clean, but that could be his first chemistry experiment. Is take all, uh, just take that beard and put it under the microscope. I guarantee you'll find some biological mechanisms. You know, it's so funny. I thought there was something suspicious about the guy. And now that I remember the NFL film's little segment about him, yeah. I think it's a fake beard, Coach. The really? guy's a fraud. He's an out-and-out fraud. Wow. It's unbelievable. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. The Minnesota Viking mascot might be a fraud. The beard is not real. Breaking news from a Minnesota hater. Joe Rodwanski, we want to be specific. You're not hating the whole city of Minnesota, the fine state of Minnesota, what you hate in particular, if I'm catching your drift today, is the Minnesota Viking Ball Club as a whole. Yeah, it is. It's the ball club. I have nothing against the Twins. I'm I'm a Cub fan, and I'm a Cinder fan. I'm rooting for the Twins against the White Sox. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have any type of disdain like that for for the Chicago White Sox. But you know, I can tell us about the Timberwolves, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. There's no reason to hate them. They're not good at anything besides ice hockey. So. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's something about the Minnesota Vikings coach, and yeah. and you know it's funny. It's like when the Green Bay Packers are playing in the playoffs, or the Detroit Lions are playing in the playoffs. By the way, when was the last time that happened? Uh, I, I tend to root for those teams, just being like, hey, those are our little brothers as Chicago mm-hmm. Bears fans. I can't do yeah. it with the Vikings. Right, fair enough. Obviously, uh, producer David Olson, obviously the big dog, not a fan of Minnesota Golden Gopher women's basketball. A consistent top 25 program featuring a couple of local high school players. We'll let that one. Uh, and also the bearded ladies. <laughs> That's their nickname. <laughs> but is the beard real or not? Oh, it's real there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, there's no way that's correct. 888-463-6748. By the way, real quick before we leave, Brett Favre, my two lasting images of him and a couple of the reasons that I do like Brett Favre and enjoy him, even though you know the last couple of years the whole retiring thing has become uh, retiring, unretiring has become absolutely obnoxious. My two lasting memories are one, just him rolling out of the pocket, not one play in specific, but waiting, 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 and then just, just firing an absolute laser beam into traffic and finding an open receiver. I mean, he can do that probably better than any NFL quarterback ever. And the number two, and probably even most big dog, is the way he would get hit. And a lot of times by a Chicago Bear player, interlocker, for instance, a Lance Briggs, for instance. Uh, and he would get hit hard. And you remember, Brett Favre would get up after the hit, and everyone's like, ooh. And the announcer like, wow. And he'd get up after a brief second, shake it off, smile on his face, and pat Erlocker on the butt and go back to the huddle. You, you know what, Coach? Eventually that, that clock's going to run out. Well, I understand. And- I'm just telling you, those are the, a couple of the reasons, a couple of the images I have of Brett Favre, and that's one of the reasons why I liked him so much, that kind of uh, quarterback-level toughness. Do you know what I want to see? I want to see a Y.A. Tittle-type picture. That's what I want to remember. You know, the Y.A. Tittle, like in his last game, yep. uh, he got – I think he was playing the Steelers, and they, there's a picture of him that some guy won a Pulitzer Prize for. He's kneeling in the end zone with his helmet off, and yep. he's all bloodied because he's just been drilled. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, hopefully this doesn't create bad karma for me. But if there's any player that I'd ever want to see – get hurt on the football field and have his streak and it, it's Brett Favre. That's cold. I know. I mean, I feel kind of bad saying it in a way because all of a sudden I know something bad's going to happen to me. But uh, it, it, 
and I hope it's a in this order. I want it to be a Chicago Bear, and then or a Green Bay Packer. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I, the, what he did to the Packers, I I would have no problem if uh, you know Nick Barnett, who's talked about how he would love to hit a uh, Brett Favre, hit him right in the mouth, and all of a sudden he, his streak ended. <laughs> you know, and I think he'll get it to three hundred this year. Uh-huh. It can get to three hundred. Executive games this season. Oh, I mean, let, let me reiterate this. I thoroughly and utterly respect the guy. I'm not a moron when it mm-hmm. comes to football, but he has bit the Bears in the butt so many times. I, I, I just I want the Bears to get the last laugh. Okay, please Fair. let the Bears get the last laugh. Fair enough. We got to talk some baseball here. We're going to take a quick break, real quick. You mentioned why a tittle. I think that might be the. First time in the seven years we've worked together, Big Dog, that the name of Y, period, A, no, period, short, Tittle has ever come up. I have to ask you a question, and, and if it's too personal, feel free to tell me, but did Tittle ever ever win a title? With the New York football Giants, yes. He did. I will definitely say yes because uh, Tittle, I'm trying to think of the exact year. Tittle won a title. I'm pretty sure Tittle won the title. And, and at one point, Y.A. Tittle had the record for uh, most passing touchdowns in a season. I mean, he was a great quarterback mm-hmm. coach. I'm not sure, Actually, but no. I think the statistics show you that Frank Gifford, a star wide receiver, might uh-huh. have had more uh, Tittles than Y.A. Frank Gifford wore 16. Heck yeah. And uh, he he was uh, at the end of one of the worst hits ever in football history. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, let me see. The, the Colts beat him in 58, right, and then yeah, the Packers yeah, went that? on the runs. I I think I'm pretty sure the, the Giants did. I'm going to have to look that up. But. This would go on to the case, David Olson, of Big Dog taking my question way, way too serious. Lighten up, Big Dog. We're having some fun here. It's two guys in a mic, talkzone.com. We will find out when we come back if Tittle won a title. I'll give you uh, I will, I'll give you 50 bucks next time I see you, Big Dog. You are the, the, the master of trivia. I don't think you will get this one because it's before your time. Besides Frank Gifford, name me the crew-cutted, Wide receiver, who was Y.A. Tittle, don't call me titles, favorite wide receiver, known for his crew cut, haircut. 50 bucks. I'm not going to get it, Coach. Del I, I could go to footballreference.com and stump you, though. Arguably one of the top ten crew cuts in all of sports history. Del Schaffner, the winner of that particular. We should have thrown that out to the listeners. All right, we'll take a quick break. David Olson, our producer, Big Dog, and the coach with you up until 11 o'clock. Baseball talk when we come back. White Sox fans. You need a shoulder to cry on. Big Dog's got big shoulders. I got a towel. Back in a minute. For your calls on Two Guys and a Mic, call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. Yeah, we do welcome you back, TalkZone.com. Two Guys and a Mic, shortest breaks, big dog, and all 
of Sports Talk. It's a nice way of saying we don't have too many sponsors right now, yeah. But you've always got to look at the glass half full. That's what I'm here for. Well, we tried to do that, Coach. And, uh, you know, I took a nap in the break, and I'm rejuvenated is the best way for me to tell you. <laughs> Sometimes that 38-second nap can work wonders for you, huh? By the way, we mentioned uh, Bobby Thompson, the uh, hitter of one of the most famous, maybe the most famous home run of all time, passing away at the age of 86. He, was 86. he had been sick for a long, long time. San Francisco Giant home run against the Dodgers. That was in... Uh, not the final game of the regular season, Big Dog, but that was it. I guess it was like a three-game playoff. That's how the the National League back in the day when there was a when there was a tie, uh-huh. they would do a three-game playoff, and uh-huh. the the American League would only do the one-game playoff. By the way, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not exactly sure when all of Major League Baseball adapted a one-game playoff at the end. I think it was during the divisional play in 1969 when, when that started. Yeah, but that's I would I would be bold enough to say, Coach, it's the most famous home run in the history of baseball. The shot heard round the world. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers, I think, had won game one, the Giants game two, and in that game, the Giants were down going into the ninth inning, right? Down like three runs? Yeah, and, and Ralph Branca gave up the gave up the he came in to really in, in for relief and uh, watching the story of that you know I've seen the story a million times, but watching it again yesterday it was. Uh, Pretty interesting. Bobby Thompson's uh he was a light hearted, very happy individual coach mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. Yep. Not that happy, I hope. Well, uh, did you say by the way he got eighty six eighty six at the age of eighty six? I believe I saw that correct at the age of eighty six. By the way, the third base he coach was eighty six, but did you say he got eighty six at eighty six? Is that what you said? <laughs> if I did, I hope not. Okay, I, th- I thought you did. And, and by the way, at the age of 86, you can actually laugh at it. If he was like 42 when he got 86, that wouldn't be so funny. No. No. Or 43, because double 43 and you get 86. Either way, it's not very funny. I have no idea what you're talking about. What is 86? That's how, that's the term for killing somebody. See, I'm oh, laughing along with the big dog. I had no idea what he was talking 86 is yeah. a term for killing somebody? Yeah, it's like really? it's like one eight seven is a homicide, but for some reason, okay. I, I have no idea where that term came from, and I'm sure David Olson, uh, our, our consummate expert, would know. But yeah, that is a term, <laughs> coach. Oh, he got eighty six. I okay, which means he died, I, which means he got killed. I had no uh, idea which way you were going with that. I thought I'd laugh along with you for a little bit. You see, you learn something every day in this. We'll have to uh, check that out. By the way, speaking, well, I, obviously, you didn't mean it. Okay, go ahead. Speaking coach. of people getting killed. The book that you and uh, listener Jim Jakamuski had recommended and given to me a couple of days ago, the oh, book of the Mafia and Sam Giancano. It. Big dog, and I haven't had a summer read this summer. Haven't had a good book. I've been looking for one. Well, I picked up the book. One. You huh? definitely have one. Well, I, I picked up the book a couple of days ago, and I typically read maybe five pages a day before falling asleep at night. I'm on uh-huh. page 240. That book, as you advertised, absolutely fascinating and mesmerizing. It's called Double Cross, written by the uh, the brother of mobster Sam Giacana. Outstanding summer read. Yeah, I, I knew you would love it, Coach. I, I, I didn't tell you to read. I was usually, if you know, I might tell you a movie that you might not like, but th- when it comes to books, so if I tell yeah. you to read a book, people should read it. That book is phenomenal, yeah. Coach. I don't know how much of it is true, but it's a great read. Yeah. It's yeah. a great read. Double uh, cr- it was written a fairly long time ago, right? This is not like a new release. Yeah, it was. I would have to say it's at least 
25 years old, so yeah. at think, least that long. I think 1991, possibly. Oh, okay. Boy, Boy I, I can't wait to get the show over. I may take the day off of work and go finish reading the book. It is uh, very, very good. But to plenty of killing and violence in that book. I haven't heard the term 86, but there's a lot of 86 and going on in that book. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Coach, Omuerta. Yeah. <laughs> David Olson, producer extraordinaire. Anytime yeah. we don't know the answer to something, you become our expert. Yes, well, sir. to 86-something doesn't necessarily mean to kill it. Just to nix it. Yeah, to nix it, to kick it out, to ban it, to get rid of it. Yeah. But not necessarily okay. meaning to kill it. And um, according to Wikipedia, the most it, it, its origins are unknown, but it's possibly linked to New York's uh, New York City's Ordinance 86, which means to deny people liquor. So when you get cut people off at the bar, uh-huh. that's 86 in them. Okay. Ordinance, oh, you're, you're cut off. Ordinance 86. Ordinance 87, yeah. by the way, in New York is to uh, fire the general manager as soon as he makes more bad trades. Yeah. Well, there you go. I think our last radio show, Big Dog, the one we did before, might have been 86th. I do believe so, Coach, but it took him it, it took him uh, nine years to do it, so yeah, I so have no problem with that. That's not bad. Divide that's, 86 that's by run. nine, you're like at 8.7, so we uh, we survived the cut for many years. I'm very proud of that. Not bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, back here on the TalkZone.com, two guys at a Michael's Talk, some baseball, the big game yesterday. White Sox in Minnesota, three-game series. Great pitching matchup today, by the way. Gavin Floyd, Francisco Liriana, 7-10. The tip-off time, that should be fun to watch. But uh, yesterday's game, back and forth, uh, Minnesota jumped on the uh, White Sox for four runs in the first inning. And Big Dog is a White Sox fan. Actually, you're not a White Sox fan. You're a Cubs fan. But as a professional sports entrepreneur, you had to like the fact that the White Sox got behind four runs and immediately responded with three in the second inning and fought their way back into the game. That was a positive sign. Oh, without question, it's a positive sign, especially when you're you know, you're playing on the road in the, in the new house of whores that Target Field is. Yeah, and to come back and, and, and tie the game, you're, you're thinking, well, I don't know if they tied it. Did they tie it right away? They got, four, three? they got three in the second, so they got right back in the yeah, ball game. Four, they did three. not tie it until Alexi Ramirez's dramatic, dramatic home run in the ninth inning. Yeah, and, and you know what? You're thinking, you know, can this team finally fight back? And then, again, the bullpen blows it. And it, it, it's really amazing. The bullpen... Not only was the strength of this team, it may have been the best bullpen in baseball, you know, at at, uh, at one point this year. And then all of a sudden, the last three weeks, it's been abysmal. I, I have I can't remember the last time such a good bullpen was so bad so quickly as what happened to the Chicago White Sox. You almost thought we were uh, stain proof. We were failure proof because you had it. It wasn't like one guy was carrying the bullpen. You had Tony Pena and Sergio Santos as good soldiers, real good soldiers. And then yeah, you, had, you had three Sergio guys. Sergio Santos giving you a great one inning you know, at a time, this former catcher. Yeah. And Tony Pena, whenever they needed a big performance by a guy in wrong, long relief, uh-huh. he was getting it done. Absolutely. I mean, he came in and won the Burley game when he got ejected. Then about a month later, something very similar happened. He came in and gave him like three or four innings and got the win. So, yeah. Go ahead, Coach. Yeah, well, uh, you know, and those guys were only the uh, the good soldiers to your main three lieutenants, Bobby Jenks, Matt Thornton, J.J. Putz. You can put them in any order they want, but uh, going back to the time you were talking about a month ago, you had all three of those guys clicking with the other two. You had five, five solid guys in the bullpen. You're thinking to yourself, dog, well, even. 
if one guy gets hurt or one or two guys is off, you're going to find some other guys to get people out because we have such depth. But basically all five have collapsed the last couple weeks. It's mind-boggling. And, uh, you know, the abdominal strain, and I I can't even imagine. I've never seen his abdomen ever, Bobby (laughs) Jenks. I I don't get that. And, you know, even when he would blow a game, you know, a lot of people would jump on his back. I, I didn't understand that at the time. You know, because, you know, closers aren't going to be perfect. I guess it's just the fact that, like, when you blow a 3-1 lead in Minnesota, it really irks people. And it would seem like, you know, Ozzie Gann would make the statement, hey, we got a lot of people that can close games. Maybe I'll do closer by committee. And then all of a sudden Bobby Jenks would go on a 15-game streak and just blow everybody out of the water. And so it would seem like they were, there was always an answer, Coach. And then right now there are no answers. There's only questions when it comes to the bullpen right now. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the uh, Twins uh, win the game after the dramatic home run by Alexi Ramirez. Jim Tomei off of Matt Thornton, two-run homer. And, you know, I know you hate the Minnesota Twins, Big Dog, but uh, if if anybody was going to hit that game-winning home run, painful moment for the White Sox fans. And, again, baseball fans, Sox fans, you want to check in. Talk a little baseball with the coach and the dog, uh, 888-463-6748. You can email us at Mike. Two guys at AOL.com. But Big Dog, if anybody was going to do it, Jim Tomei, a guy that uh, pretty much nobody dislikes, hits the two-run homer to see him celebrate with his teammates, at least ease the pain a tiny bit. Yeah, you got the, he, he's a farm boy with a list. He's never been in any trouble whatsoever in Major League Baseball. Yep. Uh, it, the, base, the best way for me to tell you is the weight he has put on uh, while he's played baseball, 20th season his 20th major league season coach it's just his getting him in his grown man but he has the same helmet size <laughs> and shoe size as he did when he got in the major league baseball if you understand what i'm talking about performance enhancing drugs yep. you know so like he's a guy that i guess that you can you can look at the fact that he's going to end up with 600 home runs mm-hmm. and there's not going to be a controversy about how he got there no. which is awfully awfully cool nowadays you know i i hate to say it it's, it's pretty sad that you know, I have to bring up the fact that he hasn't used steroids or or, or human growth hormones. At least I don't think he has. Mm-hmm. And and put that, you know, there's no asterisk next to Jim Tomei. Didn't you? Ooh, um, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, isn't he? Jim Tomei. Yeah, that discussion is up there. I saw the fine folks on ESPN and uh, television talking about that. Again, I couldn't hear what they were saying. All I could see was the picture of Skip Bayless, which uh, is very upsetting. It's bad enough to listen to Skip Bayless, let alone well, have to look at did him. They, did they compare him to the former Minnesota Twin uh, Harmon Killebrew, the killer, because I bet you his numbers are very similar. And now I will admit, Killebrew played uh, all all ten years of the sixties, which is the greatest pitching era in the history of baseball. But yeah, and, and Jim Tomey played in one of the greatest offensive eras. But still, I mean, it's a fair compare. One of my favorite players, by the way, as a kid growing up, absolutely one of my most treasured baseball cards: the bald, somewhat enlarged head of a Harmon Killebrew. Well, you know, there used to be the fact, oh, if you hit 500, you automatically get in. Well, if you hit 600 home runs and he's either 19 or 20 away, that was either 580 or 581 yesterday. And I'm -hmm. I'm, I'm not sure which one it was, because I'm pretty sure it was 581. He's not going to be first ballot, but uh, he's in. Yes, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. We can end all the the controversy and all the discussion right now. Now, How far far does he trail Ricky Henderson in career stolen bases? One or two or six hundred and twelve, somewhere That's, in that category. I, I think it's I think it's more like uh, fourteen hundred behind yeah. Ricky yep. Henderson. I honestly think it's fourteen hundred. He didn't behind. need to steal any yesterday. Put one over the fence, two run home run, and made it even more painful because we mentioned Alexi Ramirez, dramatic 
Dramatic home run of the ninth inning to tie the game to give the White Sox new life. The whole bench, everybody going crazy for the White Sox. You think maybe. Maybe Big Dog, the jinx, that psychological barrier against the Twins. Maybe Alexi Ramirez ended it with that one swing. In the 10th inning, he gets a base hit to bring in a run. So in the, uh, heading into the bottom of the 10th, the White Sox were not tied. They actually had the lead. Six to five, you just needed Matt Thornton to get three more outs, and you've got a dramatic comeback victory on the road against the team you need to beat. And unfortunately, base hit, home run, ball game over. Another painful defeat for the pale hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. The, 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 the pale hoe, I do believe, was a girl in the 1890s, Southside Irish girl in the yeah. Southside South uh, Actually, the pale hoe is, uh, is very depressed today. Understood. No, I don't think you, I don't think you know what I'm talking about. No. The well, pale hoe is very depressed because, uh, plastic surgeon to the stars died tragically uh, at the age of 50 in an auto accident, right? Guy's name is what, Dave? Frank? David is looking it up on the screen. But he was the one who performed the 10 different plastic surgeries all on the same operation to Heidi Montag, who for now will be known as the Pale Ho. Dr. Frank Ryan. Dr. Frank Ryan. And as we were discussing before the show, I think... When you say plastic surgeon to the stars, you have to make the quotation fingers as you say stars. Yes. There's first level stars, second yeah. level, and third level. He was, uh, I don't he, know. He, he, was scraping, he was scraping the bottom of the levels. Well, he was scraping the bottom, period. Yeah. That's part of what he does. Hell Big yeah, Dog, you're a, you're a good-looking guy in your mid-30s. Have you ever had any uh, work done? Any plastic surgery coach? There's, there's only... No, there's there's no part of my body that I actually would want worked on whatsoever. Are you sure? Maybe they could they could they, maybe they could because uh, your del- my nose down a little bit. That's about it. <laughs> your deltoids and your trapezius look a little too refined for normal uh, weight work. Uh, coach, it's called actually getting off my butt and exercising every <laughs> once in a while. That that actually works, people. Believe it or not. Yeah. You don't have to take the pill. What is it, Cessna? I, I don't want to rip any other, uh, uh-huh. you know, any products that are here on okay. TalkZone.com, but those so you were, scare me. I thought possibly you were a one-time patient of Dr. Frank Ryan, possibly the plastic surgeon to the third-rate stars. But your your uh, your calf muscles are big. I don't know if we've talked about this on this show. But at uh, one point, not. your calf muscles were actually uh, pictured or were going to be pictured in a weightlifting magazine, correct? Yeah, they in uh, they were in muscle and fitness uh <laughs> A couple of years ago, but and I'm also the the what do you call it the, the representative for the calf stand. Believe it or not, coach. The, say that again. The representative for who? The the calf stand, the <laughs> spokesmodel, if you will. Because I don't say anything. I'm just the calf uh, model. But your calves actually made it through the editor into the edition of Muscle Fitness magazine. Yes, believe Is, it or not, coach. I, it, it, it was amazing. Like one day, I was just. I was working at Bally's and I was just walking around and uh, some guy was like, "Oh, those things are beautiful." I'm like, "What are you, what are you talking?" He's some like guy. looking down. I'm like, "I'm like, what are you talking about?" Next thing I know, he's paying me 150 bucks to stand there and take pictures of my uh-huh. calves, which you know wasn't bad work, I have to admit. No. And you know, it was it was funny when this was going on. I started realizing yeah. I always hear these models talk about, "Oh, it's strenuous work and all this other," and I was like, "Wow, this is really strenuous." You know, I couldn't. Believe, I had to stand there. <laughs> you know, for like a half hour yeah. and have them take pictures of me. I was like, this is ridiculous. Well, they're There's picturing a your... light on me. Now, come on. Like, 
How uh, strenuous could it be? They're taking pictures of your freaking calf muscle. What did you have to do? Flex I, I, the calf? You don't, know the hard, you don't know how hard it was just to stand oh, there, Coach. Please. It, it was grueling. Please. Absolutely is there, grueling. Is there a link possibly you could send our website so that uh, our two guys in a mic listeners could uh, get a picture of the big dog's calf muscles that were featured again in Muscle Actually, and Fitness that, magazine? that website it was, was taken down. Ah. There's a bunch of there's tax issues going on. Luckily, I was not involved or called in as a witness. Okay. They didn't... They, they, I'm glad. I'm glad. But, <laughs> you know, everywhere I go, people are, how'd you get calves like that? And I was like, and I don't work on them whatsoever. And people, you know, the people, there's it's either calf envy mm-hmm. or they think I'm a liar, coach. Yeah, your calves are not as, uh, um, not as curvaceous. As a Mark Pryor, who was probably the most famous calves in Chicago sport history, but you got a hell of a pair of calves. Your feet and your hamstrings, on the other hand, uh, slightly below average. Uh, whatever, coach. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. David Olson, producer extraordinaire. How are your calves, by the way? I, I actually have pretty good calves. Nice calves. I do. Uh, I've never noticed. I do. I don't wear shorts <laughs> to the office, but okay. yeah, I'd, uh, yeah, I've I've got Popeye calves. Okay. You know, like Popeye's got the big forearms. I've Absolutely. got like I've got like huge calves. Very impressive. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm dealing with with David because I have, uh, I mean, it's all muscle, but my 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 quads are average. All right, that's but enough. My calves are huge. That's so enough I, talk that's, of your that's enough of your body part, David. You had something else you wanted? Uh, to add yeah, in? the Frank Rich, the uh, plastic surgeon that died, Doctor Frank Ryan, or Doctor Frank Ryan. That's right. Uh, do you know how he died? Car crash. It fell off the mountain. Right, but you know what he was doing when he died? Uh-oh. He was texting. He was texting his girlfriend. Wow. He had just I... tweeted a, uh, a picture of his dog, and he was texting his girlfriend, wow. and he uh, drove his Jeep off the well, cliff. We've all driven those roads out in California where, uh, you know, the scenery is beautiful, but if you take your eye off the road, yep. you're going to see the scenery on the way down. Uh, big dog, I think we can safely making the advice to all the young kids out there and all the plastic surgeons out there, don't text when you're driving on a thin road on the edge of a mountain. Did he continue the tax like, OMG, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go. Oh, goodness. Yeah, now Gene Simmons and Janice Dickinson are without a plastic yeah. surgeon. So. But can we, can we officially, I think this all started by, I, I tried to abbreviate the pale hose into the pale hole. Would Heidi Montag be the epitome of the pale hole? Who's Heidi Montag? David? Uh, reality show star on MTV's The Hills. Oh, I could care less about it. Yeah. 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 So yeah, those, you and most of America. So. Married to that Spencer guy, right? Not anymore. They got divorced. Already. Oh, they got divorced? Yeah, or it's pending. Maybe she was having an affair with the uh, plastic surgeon to the third-rate stars, who's not there anymore. All right. Enough of that nonsense. 888-463-6748. Big Dog, it's amazing how we can get sidetracked. Uh we have a difficult time staying on the straight and narrow, sort of like Dr. Frank Ryan on the mountain road. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, uh, what else do we got now? Minnesota, uh, let's talk about it. Now, you got a four-game lead. Again, baseball fans, White Sox fans, you want to check in on that dramatic game yesterday, 888-463-6748. 43 games left. White Sox are four back. They're on a tailspin, I think, something like nine out of 11. I asked you yesterday, That's Big right. Doug, I'll ask you again. Uh, like the commercial, the White Sox have fallen, but the question is, are they going to get back up? I'm starting to think no. I mean, at, at this point, uh, when you're blowing games like this, it can be extremely psychologically devastating. 
for a for a team, and and they're going through that right now, coach. So let's face it. So they're going to have to wake up, and you know, Gavin Floyd has been absolutely brilliant. His last twelve starts out there. His uh, yep. his last one not so great, but the previous eleven phenomenal. So if, if they're gonna if they're gonna get off the you know get off the snide and start winning uh, baseball games again, they've got the right guy out going out there. So mm-hmm. they got. Gavin Floyd today, they got Mark Burley tomorrow. Those are great guys to stop streaks. And I do know Francisco Lariano and Carl Pavano await them. But you know what? Start believing in your own team. Start believing in your guys. And you know what? The base paths are still 90 feet away from each other. So the rubber is still 60 feet, 6 inches. I, who cares that you're in some place? You know, it's a brand new stadium. Start building your own tradition there. Coach. Very, very philosophical. Uh, the big dog waxing poetic here. Let me throw this out to you before we move on to some of the other MLB games yesterday. Do a little round them up and wrap them up. You talk rivalries in baseball. Let's not go in history, dog. Let's talk the last 10 years. White Sox and Twins moving up in the rankings. Where in your thoughts? Again, just last 10 years. As far as heated rivalry, intensity, the rivalry, importance of the games, Cardinal Cub, Red Sox, Yankee, Dodgers, Giants. Am I forgetting any? Well, those are definitely the biggest. But you know, there, there's been a few others, like not even in the same division. Division the last ten years, the Angels and the Red Sox. Okay, they played in the yep. playoffs a bunch of years in a row. Yep. And it was contemptuous is the best way to for me to mm-hmm. tell you. Yeah. I mean, normally you don't see beanball wars in playoff games because you don't want to give anybody a base. Mm-hmm. In those games, like, they were head-hunting, Coach. Yeah. They're like, all right, we're, if I'm going to hit you in a playoff game, I'm going to take your helmet off. So, That's a good call. We can add them to the list. Yeah. So the question to you, White Sox, Minnesota, it's been uh, pretty good baseball, a little bit one-sided last couple of years, but uh, is that starting to get in the team picture with some of those other top rivalries? Mm-hmm. Well, without a doubt, because if you think about it, I know the Tigers will throw their hat in the ring every once in a while, and like once every ten years, you know the Indians will will get involved like they did in '07. But it, basically, the the American League Central comes down to the Twins and the White Sox pretty much every year. So absolutely, you know, uh, you know the Cubs and Cardinals are have a this long history. But let's face it, the years that they're both good are rarely, I mean, they don't happen very often. They've happened a couple times in the last, you know, in the last 10 years, they actually, it's happened a lot. But mm-hmm. it, it hasn't happened a lot over the last 25. Yes, the Twins and the White Sox are one of baseball's biggest rivalries right now. I don't care what anybody says. All right, talking some baseball here. You want to check in with the big dog, our baseball expert, or me, just a third-rate uh, plastic surgeon to the stars. I might take the job for Dr. Frank Ryan now that it's open. 888 Four eight the phone number you can email us at Mike two guys at AOL dot com. Remember that's M I C and the number two. You know what we haven't heard from lately, Big Dog is one of your favorite emailers. Cinemax Cindy has not checked in. You might have um you might have lost her as a big fan. Well no, there's been a Gina Gershon uh Cinemax uh what do you call it? movie what do you call it? a uh, marathon going on. So that's probably what's going on, Coach. Okay. Because she used to send you like an email, a couple emails every show. I thought maybe something was going on. On the other hand, uh, Hang 'em Low Harry. Yeah. Hang 'em Low Harry is sending you an email a day. I don't know if you've been uh, forwarded those emails, but you apparently have a big fan in Hang 'em Low Harry. He needs to shave, Coach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. I don't know how many fans we get out there, Big Dog, but based on the emails and the tweets we get. It's a. It's not about quantity. It's about quality, and we have a uh, a strange bunch that listens to our show. No question. Yeah, 
and we definitely get some odd tweets is the yes. best way for me to tell you, Coach. <laughs> oh, goodness. 888-463-6748 if you want to check in via the uh, phone lines. We do indeed. Big dog, I know, how, David, do, how do people follow us on Twitter, Coach? It's a good question. David, how do people follow us on Twitter? I should know this. Is it is it two guys, Mike? Is that how yeah, just say, yeah, just uh, search for two guys, Mike, there and follow us. There it is. Okay. See that? Simple as that. Technology is not as hard as people make it out to be big dog. All right, very quickly, a couple other baseball games, and then we got to finish up. David Olson, our producer, was not happy with one of your political comments yesterday. we got to jump on that. I don't think we're going to have time to get in the Blago trial today. I'll, I'd love to, but uh, we're going to run oh out of time. That's goodness. what uh, well, the, how the fact they why didn't they wait a little bit longer and get more information on this guy? Yeah. Is what I want to know. Like I said, it's a great question, and I hesitate to get into it now because, I mean, we could. You want to forget the rest of the Major League Baseball games? Talk the Blago trail. I mean, you're absolutely right. It looked uh, like are we are we going to talk the fact that I said that you know the basically the middle class is going away? That's I guess upset David Olson yesterday. That's what upset. Producer extraordinaire David Ols yesterday's discussion. You had said the Barack Obama policies. What's happening in America is we're starting to eliminate the middle class. And David, your response was the middle class is basically gone, and he's trying to bring it that's, back. That's what I would think. Exactly the well, opposite. The policies of the previous administration. Yeah. You know whether they were designed to or not. Uh, in essence, eliminated the middle class in America. Mm-hmm. Well, as somebody who was middle class and all of a sudden is is falling further and further behind <laughs> as as we speak, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of this insurance. You know, and as I try to get a job, you know, more, it, that basically ends up being like one of the excuses from employers constantly is the fact that it's way too expensive for healthcare in order to hire anybody on. And uh, I, I don't know, as, as somebody without a job. And just trying to find one. I, I don't know. Maybe I, I have a different perspective than most other people do. So, well, that, that's a BS excuse because they, they don't have to give you health care yet. No, this is. This, you're absolutely right about that. You're absolutely right. Uh, but yeah. I mean, it, it, it is the basic reason, though. A lot of people don't want to hire somebody and add on when eventually. I mean, they, you do have to pay for somebody's health care if you're going to have a, a full time employee mm-hmm. after six months. Yeah, and if you're going to want to get a quality employee, that quality employee is going to want to have health care. Mm-hmm. So that I mean that goes without saying. But um, what I meant to bring up yesterday, we brought up the the two topics we had on Sports Guys Talk Politics. Big dog one was the gay marriage issue. We covered that I thought brilliantly. By the way, anybody that wants to hear that scintillating. Discussion of gay marriage brought to you by Sports Guys Talk Politics. You can go to our twoguysmike.com website. All of our previous shows are on there, Big Dose, so people can catch that uh, enlightening, very enlightening (laughs) five minutes of discussion. What we didn't bring up yesterday was the issue with the mosque in New York City. I would love to know your opinions on that. Uh, I've got some fairly strong thoughts myself. Barack Obama has uh, stated his case. What do you think about building the mosque a couple of blocks Away from Ground Zero. No, 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 no. It's at Ground Zero, Coach. No, it's not. It's at Ground Zero. No, it is not. It's two it's blocks on, away. No, it's on Ground Zero, Coach. No, it is not. It, it's on Ground Zero. Big deal. Are we really arguing this? Yes. 
It's two it's blocks really away. And in fact, away, I'd have no problem with it. It's at it's at the memorial no! that they're building that complex. No, no, it's not. It's not. It, it's, not. it's two blocks away. It's two blocks away. What they're building on Ground Zero is a shopping mall. What they want to do is they want to convert a building uh, a couple blocks away into a Muslim community center, much like a YMCA, which will include a, pl- a prayer room. That's what they want to build. Mm-hmm. And that's well, what the opponents are dubbing as the Ground Zero Mosque. Yeah. So it's technically not on the ground of Ground it, it, Zero. It, no, it's not even technically. It is physically not. It is not. You, it is I don't two, even it is think two you, blocks away. You won't even be able to see it. You won't, yeah, no, you can't, you can't even see it. Buildings will block it out. Yeah. So what is much ado about nothing, Bill Riley, Rush Limbaugh, and the conservative uh, clan in America, and I use the word clan for a particular purpose, uh, you know, raising everybody's ire, apparently 70%, according to their uh, studies, 70% of the people in America, when polls say they don't think it should be there. I would not be one of those 70%. I think that's an overreaction. I think Barack Obama's statements on it were, uh, were right on. That that's not what America's all about. We've got to remember, you know, the original purpose and spirit of our founding fathers amongst that religious freedom in America. Uh, no, no, that's absolutely true that there is uh, religious freedom, that that's what we're founded on. We're, and there's also a thing where, uh, according to Muslims, the first thing you do at a, at a site of a conquering, when you actually win a battle and you conquer someone, is to build a mosque there. So, mm-hmm. But if it isn't on the actual grounds, I don't have as much of a problem with it. I, I was under the... I was under the belief that it was on the ground zero site so mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting uh, to uh, when popular support is that much against something and uh, let's just take yes david i'm going to point to big dog as an example yes a lot of people are opposed to, to it because they think it is on uh, ground zero i, I would I, you know what i would say as much as 10 percent of, of those okay, polls. But, but to I be fair, 10%. to be fair, there's still a lot of people who know that it's a couple blocks away that still think that's inappropriate and an insult. Well, I, I and... want to say more than that because I, I was with about eight people yesterday and all of them were telling me it was on the actual site of Ground Zero. So as far as I know, that's of uh, uh, people that are opposed right. to it, 100% thought it was on the actual site. Interesting. All right, producer. There, yeah. I mean, there was a group of, I, there was nine people there, eight other people. It was because it was the people that I actually went to work with last night. All okay. of them were telling me that it was on the actual site. Previous to this discussion, Big Doug, I've always thought you've had your hand on the pulse of America. Apparently you've got your hand on something, but it's not the pulse. Well, it definitely wasn't the pulse yesterday. Absolutely not, Coach. All right. Very get, very interesting day. Get your hand off my thigh. That's not my hand. It's not my thigh. How interesting was it? Uh, we could read off the baseball scores the last couple of minutes or talk about let's your interesting. Base, let's read baseball scores, Coach. We don't need the dump button again. I out. think I can speak for uh, 70% of the two guys that are Mike Public out there. We'd rather hear about your interesting day yesterday in the last two minutes than the baseball scores. Well, you don't want to hear about the, the, the great game that uh, Clayton Kershaw oh, okay. hit or the fact that Roy Oswald actually can, got a win yesterday I for the I can take a hint. All right. Phillies. Maybe, maybe you can uh, fill us in on the website. I can take a hand. We won't. We won't talk about. It. We are, I'll after all, about it. we are a family sports talk show. As long as you don't have a family. All right. Uh, very quickly, Tampa Bay knocked off Texas ten to one. Tampa Bay four wins in a row. Big dog. They are up on the Yankee now. Not folding the Rays for real. Oh no, that's that's obviously they're for real, coach. They can catch the baseball. They've got. 
they've got at least four good starting pitchings at pitchers at all times. And it seems like whenever anybody gets hurt, they pull up a, a rookie from the minor leagues. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. The, the team's got speed; they can hit for power. That is a that's at worst the second best baseball team in the major league. Okay, they were the best team the first couple of months. People thought uh-huh. they were going to uh, drop out. They had a slump a little bit, but then they've come back very, very strong, improving what you just said. Correct. Yankees knock off Detroit six to two. The Tigers won yesterday. You almost get a feeling like the Yankees right now. Joe Girardi wants to kick it in the high gear using the horse race analogy that we used yesterday. He's putting the whip to the horse, but do you get the feeling that the Yankees are not responding like a great thoroughbred would? Or is it too you know, early to make that comment? They're, they're, they're the defending world champions, Coach. They, I'm not going to say they're guaranteed a playoff spot, but you've you got to assume that the wild card's coming out of the American League East. Sometimes those teams have a tendency to cruise a little bit. Okay. But, it, you know, it, it, they're also the type of team that you look at. There's so much experience there. If they make the playoffs by cruising, they'll be okay. You know, it's it's it's... I, I, for some reason, you can do that in baseball. If you can figure out a way to get to the playoffs and you cruise all season, you're going to be all right. You know, so I'm not. I'm not worried about the Yankees not putting it into high gear yet. If you do that in football or hockey or basketball, you lose in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You can't turn it on like that. For some reason, baseball can. All right, Boston Red Sox beat Anaheim six to nothing. So uh, maybe a three-team race before it's over. I wouldn't cruise too much if I'm the Yankees. Big dog. We got to wrap up today's show. Great stuff as always. We were all over the board, but. Hopefully, along the way, we uh, hit a bullseye or got someone near. Hopefully, we entertain, folks. Well, I doubt it, but we can always try. Dog, have a great day. If the females out in the Chicago area want to find you, where might you be located today? Uh, Coach, I'm going to go to bed right now. Basically, I I put in about 18 hours worth of minimum wage work yesterday, shoveling horse dung. (laughs) What better way to end the show? David Olson, producer extraordinaire, thank you so much. 10 o'clock tomorrow, folks. Don't be late. More stories from the Big Dog.